sitting there not knowing what to do or how to feel emotionally drained ready to call it quits on politics altogether well we've all been there brother and brian and i are here to help welcome to the mad lives podcast i'm ruining this right now because i'm just i was that was a really cool intro no it was It was a pizza-induced intro. And then I was about, yeah, talking about mental health. Our mental health is in a very good state because we just slammed almost an entire Rosati's pizza. Yeah, yeah, and played some Super Mario. Yeah. Super but, Mario World, sorry. Uh, a topic was brought up by a listener not too long ago about, mm-hmm. hey, maybe you guys should do one on mental health and politics. And I think it's a really good topic that we've never actually talked about except for, like, how mental health should be part of like a universal healthcare system and Certainly. stuff like that, and well, the fo- like, and, a, and a, a general focus on mental health and yeah. well-being in the in America. And it obviously comes up, and when we talk about like tragedies or you know um, gun reform or mass shootings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. mental health is always kind of something that can be talked about, but we've never directly talked about talked about actual mental health and like how to care for yourself. Well, I plan on going over a couple of things I know Kevin does about just general mental health, but then also as two, I would say, budding political pundits Hmm. um, who have to, in their second lives, right? We have our normal life of uh, dad and husband and worker. But in our other life or, you know, a second profession is this podcasting. We have to consume a lot of politics, yeah, and that can take a, a a devastating toll on certain people. And and you know, one of the the number one things I would suggest is always know your own limits. And like, once you feel you've gotten to a point where you are just overwhelmed with politics or general news or just your life in general, like it's really important to consult others. Uh, mental health professionals there's suicide hotlines stuff like that we're not mental health professionals um we're gonna give speak for yourself we're gonna gonna, gonna aren't bartenders like um yeah you're basically a psychiatrist yeah yeah i had a lady tell me that the other night i didn't mean to interrupt you though no no you're good so you know i i pulled some stuff from uh, the university of michigan website and their um you know, mental health awareness and, and stuff like that. And I'll go over some of those and, and also how those relate to ingesting politics. Um, but in 2019, there was a study where uh, 40% of Americans said that politics was a significant source of anxiety, insomnia, and even suicidal thoughts. So if that is, if you are at that point, um, you know, I would even, I hate to say it, take a break from this podcast. Like, Get yourself well, yeah, and then come back because I will always say like politics is super important, general news is super important, 
um, understanding what's going on in your community, the country, and you know those around you and yeah. its impacts. But <clears throat> you need to first take care of numero uno, and that's take care Brian. of yourself. Yes, me. <laughs> um, you go to patreon.com slash no I'm just <laughs> donate a thousand yeah. it, it, I think you it's it's nice because you actually hit the nail right on the head um, and you made the point that I wanted to make mm-hmm. and the reason that politics um, can be so harsh on your mental health is because it's a major stressor and you talk to any doctor um, you know anyone out there and the biggest thing for mental health and overall physical health is avoiding stresses or learning how to deal with those stresses um, and unfortunately, right now, right now in the U.S., I mean, there is no avoiding it. It's nonstop. I, I was thinking back to the time when you and I first started this podcast. Happy two years, by the way. Um, is it two years? Thanks for the flowers, asshole. <laughs> I got you a bottle of rum. You got me fucking. Well, you you bought me pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought you pizza for our two-year anniversary today. Yeah. You're welcome. Is it really today? It's not exactly today, oh, no. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> no. But so no, it's it's um it's incredible how like we thought at one point that the end of Donald Trump's presidency was going to be the end of things to talk about on this podcast. And it's it's I don't want to say it's the opposite, but I think that it's incredible how many things are going on, how much there is to discuss. You know, all the things that we can dive into. There was times where, like, and it was, and, and I had a blast doing it, but we had these, you know, these episodes where we did deep dives into different policies. We did deep dives into, uh, like, Medicare. We did all, everything like yeah, that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, when Trump had a week that went by where he didn't do anything, like, too stupid. And that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and now it's just, like, it, it's nonstop. There is no shortage uh, of, of things to talk about mm-hmm. and that just that just goes to the point that like it, that, that's stressful yeah. because obviously not all of these things are positive things um, and, and finding that that balance that ability to shut it off when you have to yeah. is so important and I, I'm I'm not the I'm somewhat self-aware yeah. you know I'm an old man so I've had time to practice <laughs> Um. But it's very easy for me, and I—it's almost like the, the 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 old study in rule. What is it? Where it's like you do like thirty minutes on, and mm-hmm. then you take a fifteen minute break. Yeah. I don't remember the exact uh, the numbers, but yeah, you just need to take constant. Breaks yeah, when I like when I so when I'm one thing that I do, and I do it naturally. I don't think about it. I don't like set a timer and say, okay, it's time. But like when I'm doing research for the episodes, especially ones where it's like, because you know I've said this. Yeah, this one is a more enjoyable one. It's yeah. not as heavy as like gun reform or things right, like that. Right, and I've I've said this before on the podcast. Brian's background is is in this kind of stuff. Brian has been doing this far longer than I have. He keeps up on politics much better than I do. Um, you know, maybe I'm giving him a run for his money now, but yeah, you are. <laughs> but um, for me, it's like the most stressful part is like I'm like I really need to be able to go toe to toe with Brian. I need to be able to have a good exchange. I need to know what the hell I'm talking about. And so sometimes I probably have to go into things a little bit more than you do. Um. But when I'm doing research, I, I'll I'll literally I'll, I'll watch a video or I'll read a couple of articles, and then without even thinking, I'll take like five minutes to like, oh, I'm on YouTube Shorts right now, or I'm, you know, just in the backyard sitting there, you know, relaxing for a second, um, and that's like my own way of kind kind of uh, 
getting after it, I suppose, as far as relaxation and not overwhelming myself. And I told you before, and I've said it on the podcast before, that the, the second that we get done doing the podcast, you know, Brian and I make googly eyes at each other. We say sweet nothings to each other. And then I drive off into the sunset. Brian waves and comes running after me. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I get home, I sit down, I go into the office, I plug the computer into the monitor, and I boot everything up, I pull up the episode again, I, you know, I move things around between screens the way that I like, and then immediately what I do is I, I typically I go in and I, I pour myself a drink, um, mm-hmm. I sit down, and before I even start editing the podcast, I'm putting on something like The Office. Yeah. I'm putting on something like, you know, something mindless, something that I've seen a million times, something that I don't have to necessarily pay attention to, and it just kind of like, it's just like getting off of day, getting off of uh, you know, of work. You just need that moment of decompression. Yeah. Um, but it does. It becomes, you know, hyper important when you're talking about something that can be as stressful as politics. Sorry, Brian, that was a long. No, way. no. I, I think it was uh, a beautiful, you know, sharing of how you go about it, and you know, I think because po- like politics are so polarized right now it becomes that much more tense because I I always suggest people have the conversation and, you know, if it leads to a confrontation, that's okay because with confrontation comes growth. But because of those intense situations where, okay, am I expecting to always have this conversation where it leads to a confrontation? Like, that's... The part that can be overwhelming is the anxiety comes not always from the conversation, but just the mere thought that, okay, this conversation could lead to a confrontation. And that's why they, uh, the same study that I was mentioning before, uh, therapists had said 87% of all patients now talk about how politics has impacted them in their sessions. Like, they'll bring up something either political or that politics has impacted their family, like, in terms of conversations or, you know, the news is impacting them. So 87%, and they said that's the highest it's ever been since 9-11 was, like, the main political discussion. <clears throat> that's that's hard to even think about. Actually, I had a conversation today with one of my coworkers um, at the restaurant. We were doing a little bit of a deep cleaning day. And um, this individual is someone who it's very hard to talk politics with because they are set very, um, they're, they're very set in their ways. Really? Okay. And, you know, this yeah. is this, this is that, you know, I heard this on this, you know, news network that I always watch and here's what they're saying. So this is what I believe, which is fine. You know what I mean? Not the best way to learn to grow, but you know, everybody's got their things and you got to be respectful of that. Um, but she was telling me a story about the fact that um, she, she had a, a best friend. Um, she, came, she comes from Missouri and uh, basically stopped talking to this best friend because of the political leanings of her father. Mm. And it was, you know, very, very cut and dry, very Republican versus Democrat um, kind of thing. But, like, that's just not the way that the conversation could be, but I could see where that could be very stressful. You know what I mean? It makes it that much harder to have a conversation with the person. Now, thankfully, you know, she does not have an issue talking about politics and government sure. um, and sharing her opinion, which I think is great. But on the opposite side of that, 
I'm very careful about the way that I say things and the things that I bring up when I'm around her because yeah. I don't want to deal with those repercussions. That, that's uh, very interesting. And I, I have a hard time coming down on that one way or another because the, the way I look at it is like I always say like have the conversation, challenge people's beliefs, mm-hmm. have your own beliefs challenged. At the same time, I see absolutely very, very little value in having a discussion with, say, someone that's like a neo-Nazi, right? Like, you're not going to sway them, most likely. And therefore, like, why would I have that conversation or, you know, go down a route that could be very damaging to my own psyche? Um, It's something that's interesting for, you know... Uh, context. There's there's a man named Andrew Tate. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah. Okay. Sounds familiar. Yeah. He's a, he's like this absolute misogynistic prick. He um, <clears throat> was running a, a an MLM, right? And basically, the concept it was a pyramid scheme. Basically, the concept was you paid him fifty dollars a month, and you were part of this club where he shared his insights and blah blah blah. And then you can also become a recruiter and have other people join the club and you would get a, a percentage of what they put in. So, you know, it, it was a pyramid scheme, right? It was yeah. a Ponzi scheme and pe- yeah. you just got to go out and recruit more people. And as they recruit, you, you know, do better financially as well. Well, he just got banned off of Facebook and Twitter because he's this absolute misogynistic prick. He dispels all these awful sentiments towards like women and you know what a real man is and all this and he just got banned and it's okay, a very I interesting know, i know exactly who you're talking about now okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a very interesting conversation because you're like at what point should someone no longer be heard at all or should we be able to see that and hear that so we can now identify where the 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 line is right and like should we cut people off before they can dispel that information and, and, and impact use? Because really his main line of focus was like 16 to 22 year old men. And so blocking him off of Twitter and Facebook, I think is a good thing. Like I don't think 16 to 22 year olds should be exposed to that type yeah. of behavior and gravitate towards that. Like what if they don't have a father figure or right, a, yeah. a you know a strong-willed That's mother a who can like guide them, or even a teacher or a coach who can like reassert themselves as this like manly figure of showing them like what a real man is is not necessarily like being a misogynist and an alpha and all that other bullshit. Yeah, but being a good human being is just being a good man, similar to being a good woman, right? And so banning him, I think, is a good thing, but at the same time where do we draw that line and it's so arbitrary and it's so like the 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 field goal posts are always moving as we say yeah i, I think that's a very good point and a very good um it's a good question really because uh, i know you don't like jordan peterson um i'm not his biggest fan i don't know enough about him and yeah. i especially don't like the fact that he joined daily wire yeah uh with ben shapiro that's a that's a no-go move yeah that's kind of like uh the way tulsi gabbard let me down um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, like they, they're preaching but, certain things, and yeah, then all of a sudden they and, go down a darker path. And I can't say that because I still have hope for Tulsi Gabbard. I still think she has a bunch of great ideas, um, and there is a, the possibility of a promising future for her. But that's neither here nor there. Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. he has a very, you know, he, he 
despite his political beliefs, he's a brilliant... Eloquent. Very eloquent. Well, and he's a great psychologist. Yeah. That's his back background. That's what he taught for years and years and years. Very, very intelligent individual. Um, and I was, you know, I, I brought up going through YouTube shorts. I was, I was going through a YouTube short, and he came up on one. And it was, you know, um, it wasn't... It was him speaking, but you couldn't see him. It was like a video playing over it. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, like a little boy trying to climb up onto something, you know, where he could possibly get hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was talking, he was talking about the importance of allowing your children to do dangerous things carefully. Mm-hmm. And it struck a chord with me. I was like, yep. you know what I mean? It, especially for me, who is a father of three young boys, I worry constantly. And I also don't want to be um, a helicopter parent. But I think that it's it's important to note that, yes, there are times where certain people need to be maybe banned from certain platforms. But I think what's more important than that is allowing people to grow and learn, but also taking the time to teach them, you know, how to sort through the bullshit, for lack of a better word. Um, it's like the old rule, rule that uh, my, my coffee hero, Don, taught me. Um, when you're talking to somebody, usually you should let 70% of what they say go in one ear and out the other, and the other 30% might have some validity to it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Except on the Mad Lips podcast, 100% yeah, gospel. I'd give us 95% because I'm, you know what I mean? Look at me. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, you also raised a good point, too, because you're saying, you know, his, his target demographic is, the demographic is 16 to 22-year-olds. At 16 years old, I mean. Very impressionable. Oh, yeah, I was an idiot at 16 years old. And, you know... I thought I was going to be a doctor. So that's that's the thing with, like... And we'll, we'll get back to the mental health side of things, but I think this is a really good digression. With Jordan Peterson, like, that's, that's, that's the problem with someone like that, is, like, what he's saying there is, is absolutely true. So they do these general, broad truths, and then as they deep dive into it, and you're like, oh, yeah, and they... they kind of force you to go down this rabbit hole and it, it it's very similar to like a youtube algorithm like you you chose this it made sense to you and then you continue to go down the rabbit hole and you can you you um it's oh, what is it called i think it's like the open door thing like if you leave the door open like someone will go through it but then they're more likely to open the next door and the next door and the next door so it's a very similar thing with with like a Jordan Peterson. So like what you were talking about with the the you know, let your kid, you know, take some risks and stuff. Do They're, dangerous things yeah, carefully. Yeah. So German playgrounds, I, I actually heard about this. German playgrounds recently are being developed where they're a little bit more dangerous, but it teaches children to be a little bit more thoughtful in their process and kind of gauge that danger right, on their yeah. own. Like I can't, I can't reach this spot. I'm not going to go for it. Right. So they don't. And then they learn their own limitations. But in their mind, they're like, okay, I really want to get back to that one day. Yeah. They grow a couple inches and all of a sudden they're going to, they keep trying yeah. to reach yeah. for it the next time and the next time. And then all of a sudden you're like, they can grab onto it. And now mm-hmm. they can conquer that particular segment of the playground. Do you think that that's a, that's a um, almost like a generational thing? Like, you know, because I remember when I was a kid, um, I think about, I think about this often, like where I was at when I was Ben's age, my yeah. oldest son. Yeah. Um, I'm not telling you that you know who my oldest son is, but <laughs> new <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I was, you know, where I was at when I was Ben's age. You know, I, and I think back, I was 
I mean, my parents probably had no oversight over what the hell I was doing. You know, I was, um, we lived right next to the, the Prairie Trail, which is a, a large bike trail path that goes, um, I mean, it connects to a couple of others, but it goes, I mean, all the way down to like Addison, to Aurora, to oh, wow. Geneva, all that stuff. But then it also goes as far north as Wisconsin. Um, but we lived next to um, where the zero mile marker was. Um, and we would never actually enter there. There was like a dirt path that you could enter into. And I think probably by the time I was six years old, I was out there with a shovel with my older brother and my younger brother, and we were building ramps for our, our bikes. Wow. You know, so it's, that's why it, I almost do feel like, and maybe it's because we know what we did when we were kids and we kind of take that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, it's, a, it's an interesting thought as far as that goes. I know that, again, that's another digression, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it sets you up to be a little bit more bold mm-hmm. and gritty. Like, things don't work out, you try and try again. Yeah. Um, and you don't get down about the fact when something fails. Right. I think there's some truth to that, but there's also some truth to like, yeah, my daughter's broken her leg and her arm on a trampoline. Like I don't like trampolines anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, that's a fair point. That, and that's a different scenario. Right. Too. So it's also you know? like one of those things where it, it is as a parent, it, it's very, very difficult to juggle those two things. Certainly. And you want to talk about mental health, having a kid can be very taxing. Oh yeah. You're constantly in this thread of like, What's going on? You know, where are they at? What are they doing? And mm-hmm. that's while they're under your home, you're like your roof 24-7. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine once they get to high school and they're like going out with friends and their friend is driving and they're oh. going to the mall and like all this other stuff. Yeah, and it's like, for that. that's not a lot. That's how I am. And, you know, now I think our generation is also you know, kind of coming back, circling back is more politically aware. Yeah. And like climate change, like my wife and I are like, you know, we've talked about having another and like whatever, and you know, I guess you're trying, but not trying. And I don't know. I understand. And part of me is like absolutely devastated. I brought another human being into a world where the, the, the world might be on fire by the time she's my age. Like, that that actually weighs on me, and that's why, like, I get so frustrated when people are like, "Yeah, climate change isn't going to affect me," like, you know, the people that are grandparents or whatever. Right, and like, right. Yeah, I don't really care. Like, yeah, and I'm like, "What do you think about your great grandchildren? Right, great grandchildren." Yeah, yeah, and and so that that kind of bugs me. But you know, the, everyone is dealing with so much, and I think that's one of the key ingredients to mm-hmm. your own mental health is understanding. You're not alone. You right. aren't alone. 87% right. of people talk about something politically related yeah. with their therapists. So if you're feeling a certain way when talking about politics, thinking about politics, hearing about politics, general news, whatever, mm-hmm. I think one of the best ways to deal with that is understanding you're not alone. Certainly well, not because you're listening to us and you always have Kevin and I. Yeah. But this up. We'll talk. We'll talk to you guys. Yeah. And so you're not alone. And I think there's other ways to kind of go about this. And one of the top 10 things that Michigan talked about, the University of Michigan talked about was valuing yourself, like 
treat yourself with respect and kindness. Yeah. Right. Treat like understand. Yeah. Kindness, understand that there's so much going on in the world and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to take a step back and just yeah. say like, I can't deal with this shit right now. You're yeah. going to have to at some point, but if in a given moment you need to take a step back, like that's fine. Go do something else. Like, Go watch The Office like Kevin. Go watch The Office, something mindless. Uh, Turn up, you know, some Doja Cat and start dancing in your kitchen. Like, do something fun to release that that negative energy and turn it into a positive. But, like, you really got to understand, like, treat yourself with kindness and respect. Like, you have to take care of yourself first and foremost for the betterment of others as well. Well, I want to pause you for a second. Sure. Because I want to – you brought up a very good point, too. Um well, it wasn't really maybe necessarily a point, but you brought up a good uh, a good thought there. And you said um, you can't imagine what it's like when your child starts going to high school and is going out with their friends and somebody else is driving. Yeah. And that's exactly what politics is like. Ooh, I like that. you have zero control. I mean, other than voting. Yeah. But, I mean, how far does that get you? People lie like fucking <laughs> snake oil Fair. salesmen. Um, but there's you have zero intervention in it. You can't just stop it you know, tell your politician to come home so you can have a conversation with them. Um, so that I think that's probably part of the reason that it is just so it can be so stressful. Um, and, and not just one more point too. I apologize. I'll no, you're right good. Back, get right back into it there. But just like it's important to have the conversation and to constantly discuss politics and, and hear other ideas and other ideologies. It's also important to have the conversation about how stressful it is. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You know, you know, after you have a conversation, like, oh man, there's been times that you and I have had a podcast and like, it was one of the ones where it was just draining. You know, we were talking about something very serious. You couldn't do a whole lot of levity in it. You know, whatever it was. You've all day. Yeah. That was, yeah. Where we sit down after and it's almost like, it's almost like we're wiped out and it's not because it's 11 PM on a Wednesday and Brian (laughs) and I've been working all day and with kids all day and, you know, just finished a podcast and want to go to bed. It's more than that. It's mentally exhausting. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, part of your mental health is like very closely linked to your physical health. And like, so you got to take care Are of you yourself. Trying to say something? No, 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 no. Come at me, motherfucker. You're, no. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and preach like, oh, you should, you know, work out every single day and eat, you know, three meals on this particular uh keto vegan what up like no paleo yeah it's it you're it's the new keto paleo vegan diet no which would be weird because paleo is like the opposite of vegan i think but here nor there i do think it's important to like if you're feeling a mental taxation is try and make small changes so something i've done very very recently is drinking water Mm -hmm. and like as stupid as it sounds, I went up to my wife and I had only done it for a week where I drank a lot of water. And I was like, Noel, this is, I feel different. Yeah. And she's like, I know. And I'm like, but like, really, this isn't, she's like, I know people have been talking about hydration for, for years, Brian. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, I know. And I'm such like a, a science guy, whether it was like the COVID thing or like anything, like it's climate change. Like I'm a science guy. Scientists have for years have been saying, like, you need X amount of water, and, like, it right. fluctuates between how many yeah. liters or whatever. But in general, it's like, you need to hydrate. So that's something I'm doing 
is part of taking better care of my body. Like, no, I'm not working out every single day. I am. I live at my desk for work, so I need to get up more and walk around. Fine. But, like, water was something I really started targeting. Yeah. And, like, some of my eating patterns, like, late night eats are gone. But, like, so that's something that I was doing to better care for my body. You don't have to be something like, oh, do 17 different things to, you know, get absolutely ripped in six weeks. Like, no. Yeah. Do something that's going to make you feel good and yeah. healthy. And then you'll start to see your mental health repair a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's also, yeah. It, and you know, it's, it's funny that you said that brought up the whole water thing because like it's something that everybody neglects. But um, try this like tomorrow when you wake up. Make the first thing that you do in the morning be drinking water. Yeah, you're it, you're absolutely right. It'll almost it, it it wakes you up almost as much as coffee would. Yeah, it's I don't incredible. I don't I don't it's ever drink thing. coffee. So, um, and I did learn that hydration actually does energize you, right? Mm -hmm. And. I, I, I kid you not, I almost said I shit you not, which would be inappropriate because I'm already going to talk about urine for a second. It was the first time in a long time where I was peeing clear yeah. all day long. Yeah. The the times I usually pee clear was when I was out drinking with friends and you are overhydrated, but you're really not because in an hour you're going to be dehydrated. Right. And I was just like baffled. I'm like, wow. And it really started, like you said, at the beginning of the day. I, yeah. I have this big... Um, container and i had filled it so i was drinking it on the train into the office and so when i got to the office i filled it back up because yeah. i drank it within the train ride and i filled it back up and before like my first real meeting i drank the second one i was like oh shit i gotta go fill it up again and then i'm peeing and then i'm like oh i'm kind of thirsty and i'm like i was eating less but eating better and then you know it was just a thing so um, that was kind of my experience of like in in terms of improving mental health like that's a big factor is your is your physical health because you're gonna stress out about certain things regarding your physical health and so try to remove that but when you're removing something you should be adding something and so you need to surround yourself with good people that was the third thing that the University of Michigan brought up was surrounding yourself with good good people and that's like family connections and stuff like that now one of the tough things about family and friends is like you might have completely different political ideologies. Yeah, and even that's though, okay. even though they're a fantastic friend otherwise, you know what I mean, and you love everything else about them. Right. There's always that one variable in its politics. And so even with that, if that's a thing where politics is, is a is an issue, like then don't talk about it with that person. However, like, if there's people you disagree with but have good conversations with about politically, like, that's how Kevin and I started our friendship. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I didn't want – I, like, treasured that. And, you know, I know we have some other listeners that disagree with me on some things, um, but they want to yeah. talk politics anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan and Stan, like, I talked with them, and, like, they, they are far more centered than I am. But, like, the conversations are always good. And so – that's a that's a really healthy thing to have is even in disagreement if you feel good after the conversation you right. want to surround those people right. but more than anything surround yourself with just good people in general and your mental health will be improved yeah uh the fourth thing was give yourself so give yourself away like volunteer do good deeds um one thing that i, I think do a good deed twice a week actually what's that 
a podcast. Yeah, you you babysit me for Noel, so she doesn't have to for at oh, least a solid a solid hour and a half You're or so. so. Noel. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my dad used to say all the time. It'd be like my my wife and I would visit him usually like you know every week or so, stop by. I I called him every night, but like it was really important to, to see him, and uh, he he pulled my wife aside. He's like, hey. What's, uh, what's the babysitting bill this week? Did it, did you give me any discounts? Like uh, there was a holiday in there somewhere. And <laughs> d- do I get a discount or do I owe you the full week and stuff like that? So it was, it was always funny. But God, give yourself up um, and you'll find yourself by giving yourself away in the sense of I'm going to donate my time, donate some money, do something good. Uh, even Even like, oh, I'm going to clean up trash somewhere or whatever. You're, you're, that volunteering will make you feel good. And that's, I think, one of the key ingredients with um, Alcohol Anonymous is um, the idea of, like, when you become a sponsor, you're, like, giving yourself to someone else. And now you feel good about the whole process. And I think that's when you start to see people be very successful and, and not relapse as often. It's like once you get to a certain stage where – you're you're volunteering yourself you start to do really well um i think learning how to deal with stress is like how do you deal with stress some people are very physical like i need to go for a run or i got to go to the gym and work out or for me it's like i need to process it so i actually need to sit down and think about things and write stuff down and like really go with it but everyone is different you got to kind of Figure yours I think out. That, well, I think that's that, that's part of it. Is like everybody has to process that stress, but they process it in different ways. Because um, I do understand the fact, like the, the want to like exercise when I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. Because typically, when you're exercising, most of the time, like you know, you may not be alone, but you're in your own space. You know what I mean? You're in your own zone. You're listening to music. You're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was never like this. I know some people go to the gym with other people and like they chat. That's that was never me. No, I couldn't. Um, but, uh, you know, just having that alone time and that, that space to, to kind of work through things um, while also, you know, directing energy elsewhere can be very vital. I'm a, I'm a big humor guy. Um, as you've probably heard on the podcast, like one of the ways I deal with trauma or stress, like, for instance, you know, I just mentioned my dad, like I make very, very dark jokes and it's how I deal with it. And it makes me not enjoy the fact like I don't enjoy the fact that my dad is dead. I, I enjoy the memories of him and that's what his humor was like. And so in that moment, it makes me appreciate it because he had no problem making someone uncomfortable with a joke. And like it, it, that's something for me. So, you know, one of the other ways I deal with stress is humor and I like to joke with people. I like to make, it's kind of like giving yourself as well. Like I, I really treasure making others feel good and laugh or have a really good serious talk or let them vent. So that's like another big thing. But while you're doing that, you know, number six is you got to quiet your mind too. And so like sometimes people meditate, some people are very into prayer, but you have to be able to decompress. So one thing when you're processing all this information, whether it's whether you go the physical route and you got to run and, you know, get it all out that way. 
um, you're processing it and that's really good, but then you have to decompress. So you have to have a a point of relaxation. And so not every single day do you have the time or you, you actually do have the time. I'm, I'm, Every single person that's 24 listening. 24 hours of usable, or of you usable have, time every day, dude. Yeah, you have 20 to 30 minutes. Now, myself included, I don't take 20 to 30 minutes to, to do this every day. But when you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, you need to start to commit to that like mindfulness practice and really understand in that moment the infrastructure deal is not, you know, it's not hurting you. Roe v. Wade is not hurting you. What's and, the infrastructure and, deal? I think what you meant is the, the Inflation, Inflation Reduction, Reduction Act. Yes, correct. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Roe v. Wade, uh, Uvalde gun situation, like all of that in that exact moment when you are just sitting peacefully in your whatever special room or, you know, your living room on your favorite chair, you know, whatever the case is, if you can just pull back from everything for just a moment, you know, I'm not telling you to to disown your kids or your husband or wife or whatever, but for 15 minutes, take time for yourself and like, don't try to force clearing your mind, but just let it be for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you can afford to just be and like that quieting of the mind will really help you you know distance yourself from the last stressor but also prepare you better for the next stressor as well yeah well it's like anything else like you know what i mean practice is crucial um and and practicing these good habits and practicing you know how you manage different stressors is is you know it only it it may not necessarily get easier mm-hmm. but you become more accustomed to it and you know how to handle it yeah. better yeah uh, the seventh thing was setting realistic goals in like, that's very clear for mental health, but within politics, like understanding. So for us, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like there's two things out of this podcast that I would love to get. Number one is really enacting change in people and having conversations and becoming, you know, um, advocates for their own wants and needs from the political system, et cetera, et cetera. And I would also love this political podcast to blow up so even more people are reached and and that messaging can spread further. But I also have to set realistic goals. Like I can't overstress myself um, regarding, you know, politics or whatever. And similarly, you, those at home, like if you have a particular um, political expectation it's really important to, to set certain expectations of what yourself, what you yourself can do and what the political system can do. Like climate change is like happening rapidly. We're talking very, very dire issues now. Like in the next 20 years, our heat index from Brian, Chicago to Texas. Don't stress people out. I We're know. talking about mental health right well, now. Well, I know, but it's important <laughs> now. It's the truth. From <laughs> Chicago to Texas. This is why you're always we so can, stressed, isn't we it? Can, <laughs> we can see a possible heat index of 125 degrees on average in the summers. And it's like, that's like, oh my God, that's really impactful. I need to do something right now. In this exact moment, there's very little you can do except start to prepare. Like, okay, no, I do want to go a little bit greener. Or no, I do want to vote for people that are going to be more climate centric or whatever the case is. But set realistic goals. Like, don't, don't say, okay, Tomorrow, I'm going to go buy an electric vehicle, and yeah. I'm going to get solar panels on my house the next day. And it's like, listen, 
financially that's also not smart but also like it's not realistic so make sure you're not overburning yourself with unrealistic unrealistic expectations of yourself good yeah okay yeah i like i like having giving you that that gap to chime in yeah um just like the because i don't want to just read this list i i want the people to process and, and feel as well. Well, I can tell you right now that number eight is break up the monotony. Oh, nice. That is exactly what I do here on this podcast. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, like the whole like bring the levity is kind of a, a yeah. thing that Kevin and I joke about how he brings levity in. And I like to joke too, but he's really good at like reeling it like just now with the heat index. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, chill, man, chill. Literally. Like, <laughs> See what I did there? it's time to chill. Um, I, I think that's so important. Like the news cycle can be a lot. And if you watch the news every single night, you feel yourself getting overwhelmed. Yeah. Take a step back. Stop watching the news. Start listening to the podcast. We'll give you the same information. Just yeah. not as heavy. But I I think in, in all seriousness, like you got to take step backs and like, you know, I watch the news at six o'clock every night during dinner or whatever no. the case is. Yeah, that's an awful like, thing. okay, then turn it to uh, the, like kind of the office or something else. Like, break up that monotony, that routine of like, okay, or yeah. at nine a.m. every nine a, every day at nine a.m. I read uh, the Wall Street Journal or I turn on Fox News or whatever CNN or right. whatever your news source is, and you do it at the same time, and it's starting to feel routine. That monotony is not going to help what is already a stressful environment. Yeah. So breaking that up is, is a really good idea. That's it. I mean, change, change is good for everything. You know what I mean? Especially positive change, but like, um, being able to, it, it's, you know, it's like, it's almost like stepping away. Yeah. I'm just going to step away for a second. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's very impactful. Um, when you're stressed, the number nine thing is avoid alcohol and other drugs. I think it's really, really important to acknowledge like, you can definitely drink. You can smoke weed or do whatever else. I highly suggest you don't try like harder drugs, and that's not even joking. Like, yeah, don't don't go down that route. Like, but the other thing is, is like if you're constantly stressed, and to de-stress, you're drinking or smoking. You're now using that as a mechanism for coping, and that's when it becomes an issue. It's like that actually doesn't de-stress you. Right. It, it's it's literally just pushing that off and it's only going to inflict more pain afterwards. So totally okay for people to drink and have a good time and lose your inhibitions or smoke some weed and like chill or do whatever you want to do. That's totally fine. It's when you use it as a way to uh, decompress, you're really not. You're not processing. It's not like... You drink wine and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Joe Biden isn't such a bad president or, you know, whatever the case is. You're not all of a sudden having having these political epiphanies. You're right. not having a, a better understanding of why your kid failed his geometry test. Like, that's not what the alcohol is for. It's, it's to enhance a good time. It's going to enhance whatever you're feeling. So you're going to feel overwhelmed or sad or whatever. And so you want to avoid drugs and alcohol when you're really going through a mentally taxing time. And that's no different than uh, political situations as well. If, if politi politics and general news is weighing heavy on you, 
take a step back. Avoid some drugs and alcohol. Like, yeah. just take a step back and, like, drink some more water that day or go for, like, go for a run. Do whatever you got to do. But decompress a different way because the moment you start to realize, like, you're using those as your coping mechanism. Right. That's when you can fall into a very, very vicious cycle. You know, I really liked this list. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's very educational. And then we got to number nine and I said, nah, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Only joking. Only yeah. Joking. As the bartender, he needs, he, yeah. you got to maintain the biz. No, trust me. If you're ever getting stressed, 98 West Main Street, Blue Root Restaurant. Come on by. <laughs> yeah. Kevin will, Kevin will make you either the best cocktail, both alcoholic or non alcoholic. Like, my daughter loves going to see Kevin, A, because she loves Kevin, but B, um, he makes like his own syrups for like fruity drinks and stuff. And so she'll get like a, like a fruity sprite or something mm-hmm. that he makes or, like the hibiscus something something yeah. you know and and uh so it doesn't even have to be like but just being around kevin will will definitely put you in a better frame of oh, mind i don't know about that and did, noel, did noel show you the uh the video of me doing a magic trick for for noel no or for Nora rather no um, was it the, the smacky one no, one that no I loved? I did something different. even when you taught me it i still liked you to perform it because it was so cool oh gosh <laughs> number 10 uh get help when you need it we let off the podcast with that yeah. but like at some point we're gonna f- you, you know what we're coming full circle yep yeah at, at some point you can't handle it all on your own and whether it's a really good friend you can confide in that's great um it sometimes gets to a level where you need uh prescriptive health you need to go see a a, a therapist you need medications whatever the case is um get that help when you need it and i, and I think over time we've really started to remove the stigma of of mental health situations and like going to therapy and like every single person i've ever talked to that has gone through therapy has said um it has enhanced their life so um i i would highly suggest if you feel you're overwhelmed and you cannot get through the day because of how overwhelmed you are and you're you're not able to complete your daily tasks your job is now insecure your your marriage or your um your parenting is 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 insecure like go seek help um and i'm happy if you personally yeah if you personally reach out to me i'm happy to listen and talk to people hell you know what would be awesome is if you have an issue like a small fight or something with your family or friends Send it my way. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, but we can even call you in. Yeah, more than anything, um, it, it if it's getting to a point where you have to seek professional help, definitely do that. There is absolutely no shame in that game. Uh, I think a lot of the stigma has been removed from that, and there should have never been with that. But more than ever, people are utilizing those resources. If if it's an expense thing, like a lot of times companies now uh, provide those. Insurance company provides those mental health benefits. Right. Uh, look into that. But more than anything, seek help from others. You can't always do it all on your own. Yeah. And, and like Brian and I said at the top of the hour, I mean, we are not uh, we are not medical health professionals, but we are here. You know what I mean? If you guys you know need to talk to somebody about something, need to blow off some steam. Uh, you know, message us on Facebook. If you have our numbers, you know, text message us or call us personally. 
you know, we're, we'll we'll help the best that we can, and if nothing else, yeah, and we'll it would be, be anonymous. If you yeah, if you did course, want it to be a podcast, like yeah, we would do the podcast, and yeah. we would make sure you're anonymous. Or if you did want to shout out, we could shout you out. Whatever yeah. the case is, um, but that's also something that we could do in the future. I I always wanted to do something like that where it was not a love line or Frasier type thing, but similarly where you're having a relationship issue or a friendship issue or a family issue. You know, I'm more than happy to, to discuss a lot of people uh, in my life has have utilized me in, in that that capacity. So I'm happy to do that for our listeners, uh, both new and old. Um, or I shouldn't say old. I should say veteran listeners. They've been around for the two years that we've been podcasting. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's like the top 10 things you can do for your mental health. And I, I think... Kevin and I were really trying to target this is your mental health is impacted by politics. And, and I'm so thankful. We're so thankful that you tune into us all the time. And I want you to keep listening to us all the time, but don't be afraid to take a break. Utilize this as a resource. Like we're happy to talk about things. We talk about a lot of different things on this podcast, yeah. well beyond just politics, but we're here for you. You're part of this community. Like my long-term goal for this podcast is not to just make this a huge podcast and, you know, sign a Spotify deal or whatever. It's like to make a true community where everyone feels welcome and everyone gets to a better place yeah. because they were here. One last little thing, too, is like just remember that politics is always going to be there. Um, and th- that's why it's, it's so important when you need that time away from it to take that time. You know, I think about that all the time, like when you're trying to keep up with the podcast and you're trying to, you know, listen to different things and keep current, you know, it, it doesn't really matter because it, you know, we're in the cloud, Brian. We're, we're in the there. cloud. Yeah. There's no taking us out, baby. Nope. You can listen to our episodes anytime. Just like you can go back and watch, you know, a video or read an article at any point. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't yeah. have to be done right at this moment, yeah. but cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I, I like this. Yeah. I, 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 I love when uh, when our listeners recommend different topics. Yeah. Keep it coming. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, yeah Katie, you're the bomb.com. Backslash awesome. Well, on Forward, that note. forward slash too, school, too cool for school. Just kidding. Just kidding, okay. kids. School's okay. important. I, I didn't know uh, how many different types of uh, punctuation you're going to add in there. You had a period. You had a colon, backslash. Semicolon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, period. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Told them. <laughs> cool. Oh, God. All right. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. I know um, this could be a, a slightly heavier one, but I think it was very beneficial. And, and uh, thank you for, for listening and being a part of the community. Uh, do good. Be great. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saint the status quo, this is rock and roll. This is skydive, yellow, now run them This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This that I don't know, we try and go. I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road, try and catch a wave, gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why one's on the attack? Got no time to relax. Let's go pronto, ASAP. Make you watch my moves. Added it in there, you. They ain't heard it, good news. Just break out.